and this Amazing. is a real podcast. You know why? Because it's the Loft Party Podcast. I'm just saying. The views and opinions expressed by the Loft Party Podcast panel participants and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Good Times of Good People Company, the host, or its sponsors. It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times with Good People Company proudly presents the Loft Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Now that you've received your invitation, the best way to let us know that you're in attendance is to download the party or become official by joining us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, or Google Play Podcasts. Good. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke. Share us with your friends and make yourself at home. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. So, hey out there in podcast land, I'm your host, Rio, and welcome to the Law Party Podcast, episode 98. Well, uh, we're going to talk about Trump, but not the way you think. So, first and foremost, I want to welcome our listeners in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I want to thank you all, and... Uh, Thank you for telling a friend and joining the party. So now. Oh, interesting Saudi Arabia note. Yes. It's a bizarre Kansas City ties. I think they just opened the first movie theater there again recently, and it's an AMC. Yep, AMC. Is that right? AMC opened the first movie theater in Saudi Arabia. Yep. Yep. That was my old buddy Jerry Lopez. used to be CEO there, and he didn't get none. Uh, So I'll have to give him some crap. That's pretty cool. So just for people in Saudi Arabia who might be listening, AMC is a Kansas City company, and I'm sure you know about the new movie theater. So uh, nice connection. And and we're happy to see some of the women over there are getting a little more rights. Okay. You know, we have a new sheik over there, and it seems like the uh, sheik of Arabia is starting to get something done. A lot of good things. All right. All good things. So uh, before he was the president, he was a developer. And he was on TV. Um, how The Apprentice changed Donald Trump from almost a business joke in the 90s to what a lot of people perceive as the American dream that they want to be. So before we get started, let's introduce today's panel. So today I've got my returning champion, Chris O'Connor. I have got uh, Big Dave Elliott, Um, uh, back by popular demand, uh, our in-house bartender here at the Pendergast Club, uh, Ben Roberts, and, uh, yes, glasses up to that, Uh, and we have got Jordan Bradbury, and of course, he's the creator of the Genuine Alchemist. I got, I got a little shout out to Ben here. He just uh, made me a drink out of the blue today. I told him I want a little bit of bourbon. Mm-hmm. And uh, you made something that I'm not much on a little bit of a sweet drink, but this is pretty doggone good. It's kind of a lemon bourbon drink. Let me uh, tell you what, would you like me to tell you what's in it? Go ahead. Uh, that is Old Bardstown, Kentucky bourbon, with a little bit of cardamaro, uh, lillet, and a pickled dry vermouth. And the cool thing about it is it's kind of sweet on the front, and that lemon hits you, and then you got that bourbon finish coming on the back side of it, so it's, it's kind of a triple dog taste there. Mm-hmm. All Thank right, you. so uh, I was going to go into uh, what we're drinking, but we just went into what we're drinking. Mm-hmm. So... 
let's move right into what are we smoking. And today is the, the Romeo by Romeo and Julieta's Aging Room Small Batch Cigars. So, um, the, actually, there's quite a bit of complexity in this cigar, so I'm really not going to go into all of the things that you should be able to taste uh, uh, in the cigar. But what I will say is... Um, of course, uh, made in small quantities. Uh, these are actually uh, Dominican wrapper, binder, and filler, and uh, grown from Cuban seed. Uh, and um, at twelve fifty, for the quality of this smoke, not bad whatsoever. Um, Price-wise, do yourself a favor. Get yourself one of these. If you don't like Romeo and Julietta's or you've never had one, um, you may want to make this one of your well, first ones. Let me give a little shout out to this. I'm kind of a fan of the aging room cigars. Yeah, huh? They're they're a little bit different than a regular Romeo Romeo and Juliet. You know, they're they're a much more complex, more boutique style cigar. Um, they really have some complex flavors to them. And they seem to kind of mix and match them up a little bit. I've always enjoyed them as a smoke. Absolutely. Because you're getting something a lot different than your standard smoke out of it. Absolutely. So, uh, now that you know what we are, who's on our panel, you know what we're drinking and what we're smoking, uh, let's get into today's RIPs. So, um, quickly, um, this isn't an RIP today. Um, but um, because our next segment is uh, is birthdays, um, somebody who was born on today, uh, Shirley Temple. Um, uh, if you don't know anything about Shirley Temple, please go uh, find these old black and white movies. They are uh, they are priceless. You 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 need to do yourself a favor and, and see some of see some of these. Uh, and of course, you know, the famous uh, non-alcoholic drink that, uh, that you try to get your daughters when, uh, when, <laughs> when you're out drinking and, uh, at, at dinner. But, and she wants to look fancy with a cocktail and you ask for a Shirley Temple, it's because of this lady. So, um, so rest in peace and happy birthday to Shirley Temple. Um, the anniversary of Prince's passing uh, was just over the weekend. Uh, I, of course, um, along with other members of the panel, uh, and I know a lot of people out there in podcast land uh, were Prince fans. Um, so we want to uh, send a rest in peace uh, and once again condolences to that family. They did release a toxicology report recently that uh, showed that he had fentanyl in his system, but that he didn't know that he did. Uh, which yeah, is kind yeah, of yeah. Interesting. So, and that's been a big story. Yeah, because yeah, the pill, because they, they were supposed to be some other kind of they, pill, mm-hmm. but they were yeah. actually fentanyl pills. And right. yeah, so yeah. I, I thought that was a rather interesting little trick on that. You yeah. know that they were in there filming him right after he died, filming his place after he died. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Hmm. Um, didn't they sell tickets to walk to the state or something like that? Yeah. Well, they, they, but that, in that situation, though, I'm just into privacy. We live in a world where there's not a lot of privacy anymore. There are just certain things that are private. You I mean, I, well, I tell you, you know, I don't know how I feel about it because it's not the first 
time that this has happened. You know, we've no, got no, no, no. we've got Graceland and Dollywood, and we've got all this. Place. So well, it's not. She's still alive. Well, yes, 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 yes. Well, let me let me not give the wrong impression, but um, but it's not the first time that uh, people have charged to you know walk through you know somebody deceased estate. Um, I, I, I firmly think it was too soon for that. Well, but I, I would agree with that, but I don't have a problem with him making it like that for his fans. But right after his death, yeah, yeah, like it was, it was way it. too soon. Like you haven't even gotten his music rights done correctly yet. You know, like you still can't uh, stream Prince all day. You know, like if you wanted to, you know, you really still have to. Uh, Legend has it that title was supposed to have the streaming rights because of a conversation that Prince had with Jay uh, before his passing, but they hadn't put anything on paper, um, and so the family demanded that all that stuff get taken off of the off the of title streaming service, and it's and, and that's been a mess. So I wish they would get that taken care of before they start doing guided tours through his house. <laughs> but uh, you know that that's what that is. Um, uh, also, uh, for anybody out there who's uh, a fan of the uh, Austin Powers movie series, uh, Vern Troyer, uh, a.k.a. Mini-Me, uh, passed away. And uh, I, I, I didn't know he was, this, he was that old, but, I, but, I, but when I heard his age, I didn't, I didn't scoff at it either. They said he passed at 49. Well, he, he was uh, suffering from depression. And kind of, the article I read on is that they kind of thought it might have been a suicide. Really? Yes. No. That's kind of what they were leaning towards. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard also that. struggling with crippling alcoholism. Right. Yeah, now uh, that he, I had heard. I had yes. heard he had been struggling and with alcoholism. In early April, uh, his one of his friends uh, found him just... Hyper drunk and and suicidal at the time, uh, and called the authorities and they got him into uh, a facility. Yeah, rehab. So this wasn't this was sort of a reoccurring problem that was going on in his life, and then finally just got the better of him. It's really sad. Mm. Yeah. Well, even the sad. announcement of his death from his family indicated something happened. Yes, it was like he struggled, then he overcame, and then he struggled again and overcame, and so it, even that led you to believe something happened. Yes, yeah. So yeah, that's too bad. There. Uh, that I don't think. I don't think yeah. he was ever married or had kids or any of that. So, um, so I don't know if anybody out there in podcast land remembers this show. This is a '80s uh, sitcom called Night Court. Um, mm. uh, the, for those great who show. for those who remember, uh, it was a great show, and the star of Night Court, Harry Anderson, uh, he passed away at 65. Uh, so that one kind of caught me off guard. I hadn't even heard Harry Anderson's name in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, then to you know to hear you know that he, that he passed was uh, was kind of a surprise. And then um, the the obvious one, um, uh, Barbara Bush uh, passed away at ninety two um, in in Texas, where uh, you know her and the in the Bush clan live. Um, full disclosure out there in podcast land, I personally uh, was not a huge fan of Barbara Bush. Uh, but, um, you know, in the light of anyone passing, um, y- you hope that, 
you hope that you know they went you know quiet and peacefully the reason the reasons that I'm not a fan have nothing to do with being able to uh you know give her family condolences on her passing mm-hmm. you know to tell you the truth the vast the vast reasoning why I'm not a fan is really all around Katrina yes and so um you know she she said some things that she had no business saying at the time and uh and it it and it never sat well with with me and a vast majority of uh of the black community but the things that she did accomplish in this life actually were pretty astounding and i can definitely give credit where credit is due where it comes to the what she said about katrina what she said well when uh, when there were people you know, sleeping in the stadium, you know, she was saying, well, some of these people have it better now than they had it before. And and she was on camera saying it. It came out worse than what she meant. If you watch the entire interview, it's not as harsh as it comes when you read, uh, when you read it and you only see that clip. Mm. And it it would be a topic for another show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the unintended consequences of helping out too, because I know a lot of people from Texas specifically yeah. who harbor a lot of ill will from all they did to help out Katrina people. Yeah, and they got screwed from it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and yeah. it would just be a topic for another day. But yeah, yeah. actually, that's actually an interesting topic. I'm, I, yeah. I, I I will look into that. The unintended consequences of good things. There you go. There you go. Yeah, what does what does say? No good deed goes unpunished. It does indeed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, R.I.P. to her. Yeah, absolutely. She was a good wife. Absolutely, absolutely. Good yeah, like I say, you know, ninety-two, married for seventy-three years. Uh, you know, got a husband to the presidency, a son to the presidency, and uh, and a, another son almost to the presidency. So, uh, and definitely to the governor's mansion in his in his state. So, you you, you can't uh, refute the backbone that she gave that family. You know, in order to be able to accomplish the things that they did. So. Small note of trivia: Do you know the only other person to ever have done that? No, no, no. Anybody? Mm. Only one other person in American history who was wife to a president and mother to a president. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Abigail Adams. Yeah, I'm gonna say Abigail Abigail Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wife and mother to a president. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, now we're going to move into birthdays and uh, on some much lighter notes, uh, John Cena uh, from WWE fame is uh, 41 a day. He's just an awesome person. Uh, he's actually kind of dope. Really? Uh, like I didn't yeah. think, like I, I honestly thought he was a jerk and then I started okay. seeing him like once his acting career started taking off, I started seeing him on talk shows and I was like, oh. He's actually a pretty awesome guy. He does a lot of work with, um, you know, like Make-A-Wish, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anybody does stuff to help the terminally ill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. good for him. And, yeah. and not in like a look how cool I am kind of way. Like mm-hmm. he really actually like cares about it. Yeah. It's not like yeah. publicity. Like, yeah, me. yeah, I'm showing him with a bunch of cameras. No, no, like he's... Yeah, that, that dude's got a lot of good in him. I'm a Ric Flair guy myself. I love Ric Flair. See, that's funny. Ooh, I, love that. I love Ric Flair. Yeah. But... <laughs> he's been doing a lot of work with his rap group Migos. Right? 
Really? Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah. There's I, I a new. Know, there's I did a not new, know that. There's a new. There is a new video called Ric Flair Drip. Yeah. And uh, Rick <laughs> and Ric Flair is in the video. He was on uh, Kimmel, I think. Did he show up on Kimmel? A couple weeks ago. Did he show up on Kimmel with it? That's awesome. On just a really quick note too, just because it is interesting the amount of wrestling stars who become famous and they usually tend to be pretty cool yeah. so I was reading this thing about The Rock this weekend where uh, this cute little high school girl in Minnesota asked The Rock to go to her prom yeah I saw, and, I saw this as well yeah, so he was Fantastic. in Hawaii filming his movie but he heard about it and wrote back he goes you know She's a super fan too. She had all kinds of gear and all this stuff. Oh, that's awesome. And he wrote her back and said, "Obviously, I can't make it. I'm in Hawaii making this movie, but just to say thanks for being such a fan." He rented out a movie for it and paid for everything for this girl and 250 of her closest friends that's to awesome. go see Rampage. That's awesome. And uh, really, and recorded awesome. an announcement for her school. Yeah, a personal. Uh, oh, is that what that was? Yeah, it went, yeah. A, it went overboard. Because I didn't see, cool. I didn't see, I didn't hear about the other part of it. I saw the announcement at the school part, and I was like, I was like, I wonder what this was about. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. And yeah. a lot of those wrestling guys seem to be, and I think you have to work so hard and be pretty humble coming up in that environment a lot of Absolutely. times. Absolutely. And you know, maybe you lose it sometimes when you become a megastar, but a lot of them don't. And they seem to be a lot more grounded than maybe some of the other people yeah. who turn go from athlete to yeah. star. Yeah. True. All right, so we've got, uh, so John Cena, uh, 41. We've got George Lopez, who's uh, 57. He's hilarious. Uh, he is hilarious. We've got, uh, for uh, for you young millennial types out there, uh, we've got the model Gigi Hadid. Uh, she turns a quaint 23 today. Uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, one of my uh, favorite uh, favorite uh, irreverent HBO uh, characters, oh, uh, really not a character, but he is kind of a character. Uh, uh, John Oliver from the uh, from last week tonight, and formerly of uh, formerly of the Daily Show. Um, uh, he turns forty one today, uh, and he is another one of those guys that I was a little upset to know that he is younger than I am because <laughs> he definitely seems like he should be older than me. <laughs> but it's the, the British. <laughs> very British, yeah. Yeah. very British with it. But hey, it is what it is. So uh, R.I.P. to uh, all of those uh, people who pass and condolences to their families. Happy birthday to everybody out there whose birthday is today. And with that, we'll be right back. Hey, you can search for the Loft Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and on our Good Times with Good People YouTube channel. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter. And if you'd like the content we provide, donate to us on Patreon www.patreon.com forward slash loft party podcast you can find all of our links below and now back to our regularly scheduled program and we are back and before we get too deep let's play a quick party game so was there someone or on tv or in a movie or maybe even a sports personality uh, that you admired as a kid uh, that you found out later was not that great a person. Um, now, uh, full disclosure, apparently when I sent the party game question out, I left the word not out of it. So um, 
uh, there are some uh, people at the table that may have two stories. They may have somebody that they found out was a great person, and then they may also know somebody that they found out wasn't that great a person. So, um, I'm going to start with my return to champ. Okay. Um, so, this one's pretty easy for me on both fronts. Uh, it's, I'll, I'll make this super quick, but they're kind of three very fast ones. Um, so most people know it, I was in video production for a long time. So in our line of work, we got to meet a lot of famous people over the years, which is cool. Um, so I'll start with the one that was disappointing without going into too many details of it. Yeah. Uh, we did a commercial with Boys to Men, and I really liked them a lot as a kid. And they do not get along. Who was it? Boys to Men. Okay. And I was really excited about it. Right, I right, really right. did like a lot of their music, and they were they were just not cool. And we were in way over budget and time because they couldn't get their act together. They don't like each other. They wouldn't sing together. Ah. It was just a long story. But uh, anyway, without getting into too many details, it could have been a better experience. But and I was really excited and did not go as well as it could have. Um, on the flip side. Uh, Two people really seen out. One was uh, Wes Studi, if any of you guys know him. Famous, very famous Native American actor. He, you would recognize him in a second if the name doesn't ring a bell. And for almost nothing, he came to town to help out a uh, friend of mine's short film that I was producing for him. And it was incredibly cool. Just the nicest guy. Basically worked for free. Just because he, he was just that cool of a dude. He's like, ah, I'm in Oklahoma. I got nothing else to do. So he came up and was so professional and ready to go. It was an overnight shoot, which oh. was not fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just a complete badass. And then the other person who really stands out was Joe Pesci. who I was dying, dying to meet. And he had no reason to talk to me at all. And this was back during Lethal Weapon 4. Uh, if any of you guys remember that oh, he was yeah, in that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of lucked out and met the whole cast of it. And uh, and I told him I was going to Las Vegas the next day. And he had his personal assistant lined up this entire day of really fun things to do. That's awesome. And that dude knows Vegas inside and out. So he hooked me up at a golf course, dinner reservations, all this stuff. Wow. He's like, everywhere you go, you should be taken care of. But if they need anything, just have them call me. Wow. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is insane. That's so he was amazing. super, super cool. That's amazing. That is cool, man. Yeah, I'm a Joe Pesci fan too, you know. Mm-hmm. He's just that, that he's just an incredible actor and on some of the things he does, but he he's always gonna make you laugh. Just look at a dude make you laugh. I mean he's just that type of character, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just uh, I'm not surprised that he's that I'm glad he's that personality, it's a bit that way. Yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised. He had no reason to talk to me. And the only person who wasn't cool on that entire cast, which really bummed me out because I'm a huge fan, was Chris Rock. Really? And I think it may have just been that he was busy. Yeah. You know, okay, and okay, so right. there's always that danger of, I don't know what's going on in their life. Yeah, yeah, and right, what they're right, 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 I wouldn't right. like it if somebody came up to me when I got stuff to do with that. But everybody else, from Mel Gibson, Rene Russo, Danny Glover, everybody just sat around, chit-chatted, bullshit, played cards, did all this. Nice. Uh, and it was really cool. So nice. they were all super nice. Very nice. Big day? You know, I, I'll say this about some, some people that I've known that, are, that were fairly famous, and George Brett being one of them. I built his house for him. And, you know, he was affable enough for me why I built his house. But, he, but he's also, I, I got to learn something about him a little bit. In Kansas City, George Brett is God. He really is. Everybody wants to be seen or do something with George Brett. I mean, he's the royal, right? And I'm a Red Sox fan, and he didn't like the fact that I was a Red Sox fan, number one. 
But I told him, hey, we got something in common. We both think the Yankees suck. And after that, I was okay with him. But uh, they have to be a, 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 almost a cult of personality in several different ways. Um, you know, he had wanted to be George Brett, hang around with his boys, have his bar down there. He sold his bar just because he couldn't do what he wanted to with it. He thought he'd be able to hang out there. He can't hang out there. So he has to be the George Brett in public is a different George Brett in private. Mm. So, you know, I, I, I kind of get that. A lot of people will say George's an asshole, and, but they don't really know what he has to go through to be a personality in a town like this. And to his credit, he's stuck here and he's become involved with it. He's done a lot of charitable things. And my buddy Eric died from ALS. And one of his first golf tournaments he had, Eric was, was the, the guy that they put out there and say, you know, this is Eric and, and uh, this, we're, we're, this is the reason we're earning money. This, this man was six foot five. Me, me, I'm a big man, but Eric made me look like a shrimp. And, you know, we used to take Eric out drinking with us on Wednesday nights. And uh, we, the, the worst thing was is that he couldn't go to the bathroom. So we had to hold him up and some guy had to take out and do the business with him. I always brought a glove with me. <laughs> and the problem was is that you'd be standing there helping Eric do the business and he'd look at you and go, I love you, man. I said, Eric, now is not the time to tell me that you love me. <laughs> but, you know, the cool thing about Eric Cholet is that when he, when he, he, we would take him home or we'd go over and see him, he'd always say, hey, man, thanks for stopping by. So when, when he finally passed, and he fought it for many years, it was just unbelievable how long he lasted through it. And to watch a person lose their body but not lose their mind is difficult. But, you know, George took care of that. But at his funeral and on his gravestone, we, we, it says, Eric Chalet, thanks for stopping by. And there's a bench in front of him so you can go sit there and talk to him. That's all right. And that, that's the shit. That is the shit. It is, George. Well, it's a hard act to follow. Um, thanks a lot for sharing that big day. That's inspiring. Now, just to get a little bit more clarity on the question, was it somebody that I I figured out was not so good? Or uh, well, that was my original, original intent okay. of the question. But if you if you know somebody that you met and you realize like, wow, this is a really great guy, I will I will take that answer too. I think I want to go on the side of not so good, if that's okay. That's quite all right, because that was my original intent yeah. of the question. And it's, uh, I wasn't a kid at the point I was like 23 or 24. So I watch a lot of sports, and um, I'm a fan of, like, all the commentators. So I like Stephen A. Smith a lot. Like, he was a guy, I'm like, damn, he's just, he's kicking ass with his words. I mean, he's he's just... It was eloquent, some of the things that he would say sometimes. I know a lot of it was rhetoric or whatever, but it just sounded good. It made good for the right. sport and entertainment. So I see Stephen A. Smith at uh, MCI, and I'm like, wow, that's Stephen A. You know, I kind of felt like I wasn't starstruck, but I'm like, well, this is the guy that I watch religiously, and I see him. So I'm like, okay. I kind of pondered, like, well, how should I approach this guy? Should I say something? Should I ask for autograph or what? So he's sitting there waiting on, the, on his flight. So I let a few minutes go past. He's just, you know, nose in a Blackberry, just doing work. So I finally mustered it up. I'm like, hey, all right, let me approach this guy. I said, hey, um, hey, Mr. Smith. I said, uh, maybe you didn't hear me. <laughs> like, hey, Mr. Smith. So again, like, yeah, hey, Mr. Smith. 
Right, right, right. This was to say hi to the guy, like, hey man, I like what your work is. And so he looks up from his Blackberry, looks at me, head back down to his Blackberry. I said, damn, that's a cold shot. You know, so they called him up for his plane or whatever, naturally, he's in first class. So he goes on. And I'm I'm walking past him again while I'm going to my my, my humble seat. And I just look at him. And he looks at me again, he looks up at me, right back down on his phone. I said, damn, man. I said, I don't know if it was just a bad night. Right. You know, I mean, it wasn't that early in the morning, so I was like, damn, I wonder what it was. But I just figured out, man, Stephen A. Smith, it just seems like he really wasn't a nice guy, man. Yeah. You know, and um, I mean, I, I majored in communications. I wanted to go into broadcasting. Damn, I just wanted to have, you know, 30 seconds with the guy. Right. And um, that's just what I got from him, real cold. Yeah. And it was just cold. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, yeah. man. That's too bad because I love him, too. Yeah, man, it was <laughs> too hilarious. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, that's, you know, so I just. You know, unfortunately, uh, I I have heard stories about Stephen A. that are similar. Mm. And, and, and I was kind of the same way, you know, being somebody who broadcasts. Uh, I, I am a, I am a, a soft fan of a lot of broadcasters, and uh, yeah, so yeah, I've, I've actually heard on a couple of occasions that he he can be a jerk, and I was yeah. of course not thrilled about finding that out. So. Yeah, it just threw me, man. And one of my buddies here recently, maybe a couple years back, I guess Stephen A. did something at the Negro Leagues mm. on 18th, and he's like, "Hey, man, Stephen A.'s in town, and you want to come?" Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's just bad taste, man. Um, yeah. And I'm, I, I think I'm starting to see why a lot of players in the league, you know, they feel a type of way about him. And, um, because just what he did, I mean, all he had to do was, hey, kid, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I had a similar thing happen with George. I was at a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And we all got up to leave. And I went to say hi to George, and he walked right by me. Really? Yeah, yeah. he knew who I was. But, you know, this is George in the public. Where everybody's coming up to shake his hand. And the other thing I did wrong is that when we built for celebrities, we don't ask for their autographs. All right? Yeah, professionalism. And my buddy Jeff had bought a uh, pine tar bat picture, you know, framed picture. To the job site? At, well, he, he bought it at an ALS event. Okay. <clears throat> and so... I, I, I took it out of the frame, I rolled it up, and I had it behind my truck through the whole job. Mm-hmm. And I finally was getting down towards the end of the job, and George showed up, and he had a couple of his homies with him. And they were walking in, and I said, hey, George. I said, you know, my policy is not to ask you this, but this is for a buddy of mine died at LS, and he was in, you know, your first golf tournament, one of your first golf tournaments, one of the first. I think that was uh, Tom Watson's caddy uh, that, that he was at in his first one. Uh, and, you know, I, I appreciate it if you sign it. And he just looks at me, he's got a Sharpie. I said, yeah. And then he says, well, well, how do you want me to sign it? I said, well, sign it too, Jeff. Thanks for stopping by, because that's what Eric always said. Right. And it just after that, it changed. Right. After that, it changed. But, you know, on the other hand, he, he also got me one time when he's, I came to the job site, and he'd been helping my guy set windows. And he says, Dave, come here, look at this. You know, we shut this window and we shimmed it. Yeah, he has work clothes on and we Mm -hmm. did all this. He was out and the guys set the windows. 
Uh, George was helping do the work? Helping my, help my guy set windows oh, okay. in his house. And so he says, well, you're going to pay me, aren't you? I said, no, George, you're paying me. And he just kind of got a smirk on his face and he looked at me. He calls me up the next day. He says, oh, by the way, I got a charity event going on down my bar today. I said, you need to come by and see me. He got $500 out of me. And he <laughs> winked at me and says, I told you you'd pay me. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is uh, pretty good. So, you know, there's George's personality in yeah, that show yeah. right there. Kind of a sidebar, too. I'll make it quick. But I heard a, a story about Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was having some kind of charity event. He was auctioning off his jerseys and so on. So there was this young rapper, Chameleonaire. I don't know if any of you oh, heard of him. Yeah, yeah. So, so Chameleonaire, he buys his jersey. I mean, he gets... It's a bidding war with some guy from out of the country. He's, right, right. I'll give you two thousand. He's, I'll give you four. I'll give you eight. Right. So he drove the price up. So after the uh, after the the ceremony or whatnot, he says, "Man, you know, I paid too much for this Jordan jersey. I, I mean, I guess it's for a good cause." So he approaches Mike, and he said that. When he approached Mike, he said he looked like a monster. He said it's just like his eyes were bloodshot, and he was just like this figure. Right, <laughs> I'm right, like, right. damn, man, it's Mike. <laughs> and so he said, hey, Mike, man, you know, I, I usually don't do this. You know, I want to get professional, but, uh, you know, can you sign the jersey? Right. And, you know, get a little picture. And it apparently said, Mike said, F you. Wow. I don't sign nothing for rappers. And get out of here. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. they talked dirty to him. Wow. He just walked off. And 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 the guy was like, man, you know, I was hurt. I mean, I, I've always supported Mike. I wanted to be the guy when I was a right, kid. Right, right, Loved him. Right. You know? That's his personal slogan. Yeah. He yeah. Right. I want yeah. to be like yeah. Mike. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, I heard that. I was just like. Yeah, that just, hurts. Yeah, for a guy that globalized the game, just – it's a household name. Yeah. I mean, you can go to third world country, hold a picture up of Mike. Oh, yeah. And there's the president. Hey, and, they like, hey, and, there's, and, there's, and there's only about three or four people that you can hold a picture up of yeah. anywhere in the world. Anywhere. <laughs> and they'll know who that is. Yeah. yeah that's, so I heard that. I was like, damn, man. I just. Yeah. It's just. It's like, oh, I mean, What's hey. Kind of funny about that is Chameleonaire goes on to. Chameleonaire goes on to be a. Uh, highly successful venture capitalist. Yeah. So he's probably at this point got more money than Michael Jordan. Well, I, I don't know <laughs> actually, yeah. That. No, no, actually Chameleonaire went on to really yeah. make a crap ton of money in the tech well, sector. And also didn't lose at gambling. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Michael's damn sure a gambler ass Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's for damn sure. But he has been in the venture space like he's he's blowing up, man. Yeah. No, he sits in the room with, well, you know, anybody who's anybody and can make some money. He's, I guess, highly talented at this. Yeah. Good, good for yeah. him. Yeah. 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 He, he got the mind's touch. He had, yeah. he had his one hit record, and, uh, and then he went to venture space and, and really cleaned up. Yeah, cleaned up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, Ben? Yeah. Uh, well, okay. I've got a couple. I guess the weirdest one was uh, we were talking about wrestling stars yeah, earlier, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
finding out when Chris Benoit murdered his wife and uh, child and then killed himself was kind of uh, yeah. Oh, I remember that jarring yeah. as a younger person because yeah. he was actually one of my favorite wrestling stars. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, guess I, you, I used to love Chris Benoit. I guess yeah. if you do something like that, you're probably not a real good guy. Probably <laughs> not a good guy. I mean, say what you will. I mean, he definitely had issues, but. Um, as far as the positive stuff, um, well, I mean, I guess you were talking about broadcasters earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Busby, local celebrity. Yes. Uh, yes. the weather guy. Yeah, he, lo- uh, joined local the, weather joined celebrity the here. Really? Yeah. Hey! Oh, awesome. Member yeah. of the Pendergast Club. And so he was just, yeah, so he was just up here chilling with me. It was just myself, him, and, uh, yeah. Con- Somebody Connor said was he was out. coming up the other night. Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just us, and I was just closing down, and he was hanging out with me, and he was, we were just talking. That's he's, awesome. He's an awesome person. I, I think he's really cool, and uh, that's great. he definitely had me cracking up. He's a funny, funny guy. Well, I had, I had some friend of mine that uh, yeah. used to play poker with him at his house. Cool. And I, they said, that got to be a pretty high-stakes game. I mean, this oh, no, yeah. There's no chump poker game. I mean, they... They go in there and throw down some cash. No, he was showing me pictures of his house that he has uh, way out in Lee Summit. Uh, he's yep. got a huge property uh, mm-hmm. with an awesome-looking house. Uh, I said, well, anytime you need me to bartend a party out there, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to do it. I think there you got go. a bartending gig. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but it's, go. it's a – yeah, that dude's got – that dude's got a lot of money, but just on top of that, being highly successful as he is, he's uh, in, in, I don't know, just, you know, I see a lot of people all the time, and, you know, I can kind of gauge what kind of person to be. He just seems like a really down-to-earth nice guy, and like I said, very funny. So, yeah, yeah he just wants, he just wanted to be, he just wants to be treated like an old person, regular yeah. guy. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I actually kind of, kind of struggle with this one, because, um, I mean, just about every celebrity that I've had the uh, opportunity to meet, I've actually had a good experience with. But I've heard so many stories. Mm-hmm. Um, one uh, that, uh, about Jordan um, being a jerk. Uh, uh, another is uh, a lo- local legend in Chicago. Um, uh, Scotty Pippen, um, he uh, he has the uh, um, the the moniker around town as No Tippin' Pippin. <laughs> like yep. yeah, they say he he won't. So you remember in um, uh, in the Tarantino movie when uh, uh, they're they're at the restaurant and everybody's like, all right, kick in for the tip, Mr. And, Pink. Yeah, and Mr. Pink's it like he throws in like a dollar, and he's like, wait a minute, who just threw in a dollar? And he's just like, he was like, I don't believe in tips. So that's Scotty Pippen. <laughs> like he just he won't tip to save his life. Uh, but I, uh, what I have heard is his rationale is he brings a crap ton of business with him. So uh, he doesn't need the tip because the tip is he brought twenty people with him who did tip you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you didn't work for those people. Yeah, exactly. Like, but did, did he get his food his food spitting in? That's what I. Want. Um, I have heard lots of stories, and I'm gonna <laughs> leave, and I'm going to leave it at that because I do know a couple of people who actually were servers at the time. And, yeah, you, uh, you, yeah. you know, you got to be careful how you go there exactly. because you you got people taking care of you. 
And if you don't take care of them, they might take care of you. Exactly. Uh, so, oh, and then and then a very weird one. Um, I literally was coming around a corner one direction, and uh, this individual was coming around a corner the other direction. We didn't see each other and physically bumped into each other. And uh, my response was, uh, oh, shit, uh, John Malkovich. And, uh, and he goes, he goes, uh, 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 <laughs> and he scurries off like a fucking, like a, like a roach. He, like, he doesn't say anything. He just kind of looks dazed and looks down and, and scurries off. And, uh, so, so yeah, I, uh, I, if there's one that I actually met that, uh, was just weird when I met him, it was probably John Malkovich. <laughs> um, I've heard several stories about a lot of celebrities, um, that, that people I know have met, um, that were actually really, really cool stories, you know, when they met him. Um, one time I got to meet, uh, for people out there in podcast land is, uh, is a rapper, uh, called Red Man, really famous rapper, and I uh, got a chance to meet Red Man, and uh, he was super freaking cool. Uh, he even uh, he even offered uh, to uh, start smoking uh, immediately, <laughs> and, uh, uh, which which I didn't wind up doing because it was literally at like a pep rally or something like that, and uh, like I would not be under the bleachers smoking at some pep rally, <laughs> but uh, but he was really really cool. Uh, but yeah, I don't have a lot of stories of that people that were just jerks, but I've definitely heard from a lot of people stories about uh not not meeting your heroes because they weren't they weren't as uh as nice a humans as uh you would hope that they would be. But with that, we'll be right back. Hey out there in podcast land, we would not be doing our duty if we didn't acknowledge the sponsors of the Law Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Jazz Club, and the Majestic's Pendergast Club. The Majestic carries on Kansas City's tradition of great food and jazz. Let them show you why they are the classic Kansas City Steakhouse experience. 931 Broadway, just three blocks from the Kansas City Convention Center. Jay Rieger and Company, a Kansas City distillery. Whether whiskey, gin, or vodka, neat or on the rocks, Jay Rieger, Kansas City, sipping good since 1887. CP Construction, Kansas City's premier wood framers, 50 years of quality framing and craftsmanship. Just email david.cnpservice at gmail.com and start building something new today. And our friend and frequent guest, Lane Boland. Thank you all for all that you do 